greetings. In the name of the Most High. Excuse me, Mom. Yes, well, um, you know, the, I, I remember how people just did not believe me when I said certain things. People were a certain way, and they were doing things behind closed doors, and they were there's a whole satanic network there, and there's this that you know. Then we saw a good evidence of that during the um, 2020 election on how many minions were unleashed across the country on that day just from what phone call or you know just how many minions were there how many you know people on satan's side basically were there ready to go you know agents operatives and how many millions of people that were able to be you know triggered into going who had i guess already aligned themselves as we knew they would because we knew them from see we knew them from being gang stalked in high school Right. We knew them from bullying in high school. We knew we knew them from. Um, uh, they did the same thing there. They would pick out who's cool, who's hot, who's not. Who's, they would always be in charge, and they would always be when they were summoned. They were summoned, you know, the mass of them. And you know, as I said in our um, documentary, which does not have a um, release date yet, but it, um, I, I think it will eventually. Uh, I say these people are everywhere. And um, now, you know, when they get the power, you know, they're lurking. Evil is being held back by, basically in the world, by a, a minority of, of of God people, of Christians, and, you know, others called by God that may not know a religion or necessarily, but be you know, on the good side of things. And this small remnant has been holding back the evil from taking over the earth for a long time. In fact, God used all those people, not too many though, uh, to, as a justification for holding back evil, for restraining uh, their plans. So, you know, so people got the idea that, well, they don't exist because they're, you know, being held back. And you see it, you know, they've, they, they they start seeing, well, but the entertainment industry, and then it's like, well, it's the corporatocracy, and then it's, uh, well, it's all secret societies. <laughs> it's like, well, it's um, benign organizations like Disney. <laughs> well, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, well, it's the NFL, the, um, you know, and organized sports. <laughs> oh, well. Eventually! Do you see what I've been trying to explain? I mean, I basically laughed off Coast to Coast Radio for talking about all these. Oh, you're much luck with your, your campaign against Satanism. I hope you can get rid of it. Hardy har har. Mr. George Norrie, who was sitting there, a proud papa on Satan's side. <laughs> yes, sir. You just thought we'd all forget about that, but you can go back and listen to that interview somewhere in their archives, and you'll see that Norrie is basically aligning with the world system. Plain as day. Now he wants to come out and guide you and to tell you about all the wrong going on when he scoffed at it and laughed at it back then. And see, a guy like that I wouldn't trust. I don't trust. 
right? Oh, I know Alex Jones has him on the air every once in a while. I don't, uh, I just tune right out. I don't like that. And that's why I don't listen to, to Jones that much because he's got, you know, his own ideas about the universe and ascendancy and sounds like he's a little jealous of the new world order. So I don't want to go there. I can't mingle mixed in spiritually with people not aligned. Okay, let me tell you what my alignment is. Jesus and him crucified. Yeah, God, creator, and me, child of God. You know, God's thoughts, you know, word of God, Bible. Basically, more or less. More than less, you know. So, so there may be a few things here and there that are, you know, hard to understand. But basically, in the end, the Bible and the truth that it speaks about prophecy, who God is, especially uh, there, and how God treats people, um, you know, throughout history. How how God treats, you know, His people and others, and how He operates on the earth. And still, it's very hard to catch. It's very hard to really catch. But he, you know, he's very, um, how shall I put it? Well, it's very interesting because he uses the bad people to go up against the good when the good, you know, misbehave or when the good fall into sin or the good fall backwards. Then the evil people are empowered to come after them. And, you know, example Babylon and, you know, some of the other stories. Of giving an idea how God works, you know, it's not like a lightning bolt from the sky, but it's like a calamity comes upon His people, and the whole idea is to get them to repent. When calamity comes upon the world's people, the world system, the psychotics, uh, they even after they're almost all dead, they don't repent. You saw that, right? Even after everything they valued is gone, decimated, killed, ruined, over. Lose, gone, done for history. It's over, right? And even though they'll be folded up in the ground, dust to dust, and as if they never had been in the first place, they still will not repent ever. I, I follow this guy uh, in England. He's a priest named Calvin Robinson. It's just a it's kind of a friend on Twitter, and he made a prayer the other day about you know Ukraine. And how Ukraine is, you know, it's basically, you know, corrupt. The whole point of Ukraine, Russia, and the United States involvement, it's all lies. It's all evil intent. And, and, you know, so he's calling, you know, he cited President Trump and and, uh, gave Trump um, props on when Trump said he wanted to stop the war and stop the senseless killing, and then work it out. You know what I mean? But stop the killing now. Stop, put you know, laundering all the money. Stop sending the money over there. Stop getting you know NATO involved. Stop having uh, a lying proxy war where it's really U.S. versus Russia. But no one's allowed to say the quiet part out loud. Go ahead, and you know, stop the war. See, he's the only one that called for the stop of war, which is why they're on him. And they, oh, he wants the Ukraine to win. No, he wants the war to stop. He always has been a peace banker. And he said that, and, and, and she goes, we want Ukraine to win. 
the interviewer, and he's like, no, I want the killing to stop. And that is exactly right. That is exactly the right note right now. So Calvin Robinson, I guess he's a, is he an Anglican priest? You know, he's in maybe the Anglican Church of England, something like that. Anyway, he he called for, you know, President Trump's enemy. He said, yes, this is the only guy in the whole world that's calling for an end to the war in order to stop killing innocent people. <laughs> Hello. So he prayed and underscored that in the prayer and said, in Jesus' name, amen. And I echoed it. I said, in Jesus' name, amen. I came in and echoed it. And, you know, and lo and behold, you know, we both got uh, attacked. Not a big attack, but just snarky little people. And in England, you know, they call you wankers and this and that and the other thing uh, for having just simply said the word Jesus or for simply having said the word uh, Jesus or even saying there is, you know, we want the war to stop um, Russians and Ukrainians and United States and NATO, all of it to stop. That's like, oh, you want Ukraine to lose? <laughs> unlimited money, man. Unlimited money and unlimited lives, unlimited blood. And so this call for uh, a ceasefire and, uh, you know, a, 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 some kind of a you know, diplomatic solution. Um, and then when Trump was talking to... Uh, the woman, I forget exactly um, what her name was now. Uh, Just another airhead out of CNN, I guess. He's talking to this idiot and um, who just, all she's trying to do is basically zing him, you know, get him and ding him. And she can't ding him because he's going to speak the truth. Then they do an entire episode of CNN afterwards to call Trump a liar and the entire show is dedicated to everything he said. He goes, I, folks, I don't blame you if you never watch us again after that shameless act on our part of running a town hall with Trump. We thought that, you know, he might be somewhat civil, but he is a liar and he lied about everything. He lied about Ukraine. He lied about um, the documents in Mar-a-Lago and what the, pre- what the law states that the president can do. He lied about uh, E. Jean Carroll and the fact that he doesn't know. He, he, he lied when he said he doesn't know who she is. He knows who she is. And he lied. So they basically spent all this time putting their top people in a panel show just to say Trump is a liar on everything. Folks, Trump told the truth on every single point, and there was no guile or no lie. He just laid it out. You can fact check it all you want, but it turns out that he laid it out and he told the truth. And they just will, are always going to, you know, say he's a liar, and you know, pick, you know, who the opposition is and pick who the candidate is and try to pick Ron DeSantis. I also find it very interesting. How Trump was all set for a rally in Ohio, or Iowa, rather, sorry. And um, and he had a tornado warning, and yet DeSantis went right on 
with his uh, rally. Uh, yeah, he was doing it inside. So that was okay. Something stinks to, stinks to high heaven there. Huh? They called a tornado warning when I don't think there was much of a warning. Anyway, the big, you know, or there was a tornado, you know, just to silence Trump. It, it's, it's horrifying. But again, th- this is where they, they're terrified of Trump, obviously. Now, you know, they're not on DeSantis. They can control him. But they're terrified of Trump because Trump um, basically is going to say it like it is, especially about NATO, about NATO not paying their fair share, but also getting involved in this proxy war. Uh, all the crimes the Biden family's been involved in, uh, the fact the FBI is now covering up the Biden crime family, which, of course, is pretty typical. They covered up Hillary Clinton's lies. They covered up uh, IRS lies. That You know, that remember that, that Lerman woman? They covered up all these things they've covered up, but they don't cover up anything. In fact, they go full hog toward Trump or any conservative, which makes me believe that they have chosen that all... Um, you know, various categories. White male Christians are personas non gratas. Out. Uh, next, any white people, out, uh, need to be, um, you know, retrained. And on and on and on with their stupid critical race theories and their woke, um, you know, gelding, um, you know, eunuch-making ideology and every other stupid thing that comes out of their stupid heads. But unfortunately, they have the backing of the dumb, idiotic, worst military in the history of the world, the United States military. And if I were you, I would get the hell out of there. It's not the, you know, the Marines of old. It's not what you remember about being you know, on, your, on your Navy boat. It's not, it's not what you remember about being in, uh, in the trenches. It's not... You know, I doubt very seriously anyone would look out for you or your buddy over there would look out for you if you got pinned down and you needed some help. I'm not sure there'd be a hand to help you. But please, don't make that mistake because the suicides of decent people are going through the roof. They're going through the roof in the U.S. military. But the people that feel the most comfortable there are, you know, the new welcomed in uh, um, drag queen community, and the uh, you know transgender, the LGBTQ, the gays, basically as many of those as possible because they feel like it's one big free for all, one big club, and you can't have a traditional patriot in it. And I, I can just tell you where it's going to go. It's going to go all the way to uh, you know to. Uh, uh, to the logical conclusion, which will be eventually a world order military that's basically a global organization, you know, for the purpose of the, the pedocracy or the pedophile networks in the world. The entire world, as Stanley Kubrick said, is now openly and out in the open run by pedophiles, which we've been talking about for 20 years or so. And people couldn't see it, but now I think everybody sees it. And any anyone who is, um, you know, unwoke, yeah, you know, binary, 
man or a woman, heterosexual, any of those things is considered a pariah. And that's why you have 80% of high schools lining up for, you know, to, to transition. Because it's the way to, uh, you know, these are the ones that have been chosen to succeed in society. So I would imagine that these guys will have every advantage known to man in secret societies, fraternities, business organizations, athletics, entertainment, business, uh, you know, IT, manufacturing, mining, and all the other endeavors that man is involved in. That these, the group that's been picked as the winner, now it doesn't really matter what it is. You know, in this case, it happens to be the 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 only winners there are now. There's only one winner, and those who agree with child pornography in the classroom. They just brought Hillary Clinton out. Hillary Clinton is now going around, you know, promoting porno books for, you know, you know, first graders and so so on. Uh, and we all know this is this is exactly this is what's the we were all subjected to this as kids. This is this is what they do to prepare you for a society, which is basically they say, well, you know, sex should be between consenting, you know, consenting people. And then they tell you, but kids are too young to consent. They need to just do what they're told. So that gives the adults the legal right to rape them if they want to, to have their way with them, uh, because that is the thing. Then there's a dark side to our society, and that is that uh, there is uh, our secret clubs and so forth and so on that um, murder children. And you've heard about all that. And, well, when that comes to the surface, okay, because the rest of it's going to come to the I mean, now you have the, the, the daughter of the President of the United States holding up, you know, porno books of children and adults having sex or kids having sex. So you've already got that. So she's coming out in favor of pedophilia, you know, for as the one of the spokeswomen of pedophilia, and um, they they all are. The UN's pushing it. It's basically here. And people told me, see, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. People go nuts. Those guys are going to get killed if they come out as pedophiles, and you know, and they come out with you know, hanging around little kids and having kids with them all the time. And I mean, people will be disgusted with that. They won't put up with it. Oh, yes, they will. The people of the United States are behaving like a conquered class, a conquered people, not a victorious people. They hang their heads in shame and they say, oh, I wish I wasn't white. I wish I wasn't straight. I wish I could do anything. I wish I could be like the beautiful people. And the answer is, well, of course you can. Just step on over to the dark side, to the wild side. You know, if you're a guy, put on a dress, put on the makeup, do the thing, go non-binary, become omnisexual. But especially, numero uno, is you have to bring into it the kids, which then makes you an abuser of children, it also makes you guilty of the edict in Matthew 18, 6 that says, don't ever do that. Don't hurt the children. 
And the children are being hurt every day at the border, being trafficked like crazy. They must have a a huge amount of adrenochrome they have to harvest. And they're they're basically taking these kids all over the country and not telling anyone where they're going. So there you've got kids, you know, being distributed all throughout the world. And many of them are being enslaved. Um all basically sex slaves, if they're, especially if they're under eight years old. And, um, you know, this is, the, uh, this is the way, because, you see, these elites, when they need to, you know, get down, chow down, get, get you know, let their hair down, they're going to need a few kids to kill, you know, let's face it. So that demand... Multiply that by all the elites of the world, by all the money people of the world, all the people that, you know, no, no, don't just look at government officials, look at, you know, just beyond the upper middle class. All those people, they need their appetites fulfilled. So they need plenty of children on hand, wouldn't you say? Elon Musk will never tell you about it. But, but they're telling you by having it in front of your face with... Uh, what's her name? Not Hillary Clinton. What is her name? Chelsea Clinton. Now that's a great admission. There she is, promoting it, and she's the daughter of the president of the United States. I mean, I don't see how much more clear it could be that this is the world we live in now. And anyone who disagrees, it's the same violent gang stalking you had in high school that that they cannot be disagreed with. If they tap you and they want you, you know, see some action out of you and they want something from you, your compliance, your, your sex, your whatever, your, your, your worship, your you know, dutiful call, they expect you to join them. And if you don't, they will ruin your life and they will ruin your parents' life and they will ruin every life around you. That's just the way they are. You see it in politics. The same thing. They go after your character. They, they'll go after you personally. They'll make it so, you know, like the, what they're trying to do to Trump. They'll make it so that he shouldn't be allowed on United States soil. That, that's where they're going with him. He shouldn't be allowed on United States soil. That's how bad he is. And I've looked at it, and, you know, I'm not happy with the, you know, Pfizer thing he pulled last year, and I think he never wanted to deal with it. I don't think he saved anybody, but I can say this. You know, I've researched a lot of the things he's talked about, and I don't see guile. I don't see lies. I see a guy that just wants to get the world back on track of good over evil, and wants the United States and the participants of the United States to prosper. I, I really, you know, and wants to end wars to, 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 to create that effect. I don't see a guy that's trying to whip up wars like Biden, a, a guy who's the biggest pedophile trafficker and biggest, biggest child trafficker and pedophile uh, uh, enabler in the history of the world, in all world history. Biden is the biggest, uh, you know, uh, enemy of children and enemy of God who has ever 
occupied any office anywhere. Even though it's all being done by proxy and he's a vegetable, I understand. Still, whoever's behind him, uh, you know, you know, knowing their their, um, knowing that situation, I think forces me to conclude that you know this big force, the Antifa, woke, critical race theory. All these George Soros plans, CIA, think tanks, UN, all of it. Every institution on earth is obsessed with one thing. Getting God, i.e. people of God, and children. You know, I mean, they, I said one thing, yes, because they both go together. So I have tried... I think that uh, I, I can't look at it like you know. I'm terribly disappointed. I've I predicted all this. <laughs> I didn't want to. I was the one that was harping on this uh, child sex thing from, geez, from day one. From, you know, pretty much March 9th, 2002. I've been talking about it since then. And I've been, well, before that, you talk to people I was involved with with film, and I've been talking about it all that time. We Years before that, my producer Mike and I wrote a script about the whole thing in Hollywood about, you know, how the you know, orphans are used in these rituals in, you know, mansions in Bel Air and stuff. We, we had all that written down. And we got laughed out of Hollywood. We got, we both, both of us laughed. I'll be seeing Mike. I haven't seen Mike in now a few years since an early screening of Girl Next. Or, you know, an appropriate screening. So we're going to see the uh, the premiere of The Quantum Devil in Dallas on the weekend of the 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Las Colinas Convention Center, just right at the airport, just north of the airport there. And... Um, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to last into the evening after, you know, I hope to be signing books. And also I'm going to bring 60 glass backwardses since we're, uh, oh, yeah, well, we're talking about going to, um, you know, going to a graphic novel next with it. In other words, take the novel, solid, uh, get control of it, uh, get a graphic novel version of it published, push the character, and then eventually do a, a, a film uh, thing on it. Uh, that would work. Uh, but anyway, well, I'm concerned about being there. I'm hoping I get there. I have to go to the doctor first and then get checked out. And if I don't make it there, I'm then... And, uh, yikes. Well, just pray for me. Who knows? I know that my Lord is the kind of guy that doesn't mess around. He, like, you know, if he's going to heal you, it's it's a, a glance your way and boom, you're healed. And, you know, if he's going to, uh, whatever it is. But, uh, 
I would say that this uh, convention will be filled with people. And the screening of the Quantum Devil is at 8 o'clock Saturday night in the Grand Ballroom. In the big ball, the big, 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 big ballroom. So we got selected. No, we didn't know anyone. We got selected out of a bunch of films to be, you know, in that situation at the number one spot. So that's pretty cool. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have a... Your film's going to particularly do well. We also have a... Uh, we've been waiting on, a, on a, you know, clearing the uh, copyright of the actual film itself. And that's taking time. And I'm hoping it doesn't blow our release date. The release date would be in the fourth... The, the last quarter uh, around Halloween. Um, the uh, release of The Quantum Devil. And I think it's... I think it's a great movie for right now. You know what I mean? Because it's a morality tale and people have done something wrong and it's like their past catches up with them, you know, and and they were... Uh, it's just... It's a real simple story and it's got a lot of atmosphere and very well acted and directed. And uh, I helped with the script. I was, uh, you know, putting a few zingers in there. I'm... I always like to have the good dialogue zinger. Here's the latest one. Trump is so far up your ass, you're going to need a lobotomy. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't believe how they, how they have a show about Trump. The, the, the entire show is how crazy people are. But then I see the pedophilia that they push through on the, on the other side. And I understand, oh, I see... They don't like the you know, orange man back because orange man is like white Christian male and a role model for males so that you know all of those followers are on a list. And we want just basically, you know, perverts and child abusers to run everything like they do the White House. Apparently there's a special entrance to the White House where only children come in. Well, they don't leave because <laughs> they're not breathing. <laughs> and, 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 how do you feel? Do you do you, do you? Well, it's a it's a rumor, and pretty well substantiated by, you know, certain people that tend to know these things. Uh, I have no reason to doubt that there are people that uh, traffic in in, in uh, uh, children who uh, who deal with the. Uh, the White House and deal with the senators and I mean we had it out in the out of the clause. We had Barney Frank before. We had the Franklin cover up. We had we had a lot of it's never it's this has just been a thing. But now this is the time when the pedophiles become uh, politically empowered, and then they start legislating against Christians. You see, that's the thing, white Christians. It's even gotten a rumor started about Putin opening up Russia to uh, Christian family, to white Christians who may want to resettle in, in some towns they're building there for the purpose of um, uh, you know, getting these, which would be white Christian refugees, over into a more peaceful environment so they're not you know, hunted every day. They're not, their jobs aren't ruined. 
Their lives aren't ruined. They're, 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 I mean, they're, they're at the point now where they, you know, could definitely, you know, launch the Gestapo, come to your house, demand to have sex with your kids and your wife, and tell you to, you know, sit on the floor and bark like a dog. We're here. And we don't want to see people go through that. So, you know, no, Russia has not officially opened their arms yet, but it's a rumor out there that they're going to open it up for a Christian, uh, Emigration, but already it's been said that uh, it seems fair. But already, uh, prominent people, especially women, why are women so much pushing the pedophilia? You always think of you know men being the perverts. It's the women who are the perverts. Why is that? They're they're wanting to push their kids to cut their dicks off. Cut their balls off. Also, now there's a disfigurement thing going on where the parents want their kids to be disfigured in some way. What the hell is that? What is that? Why is pedophilia the number one governmental driver in the entire world and has never been a more powerful thing ever? Is it because of the innocent blood? The whole point of Satanism is to spill innocent blood? To degrade, to bring down, to make crazy... To create suicide, as with the veterans. Very good, Joe Biden. More suicides, Joe Biden. To make everything completely inverted. And then target those. Obviously, the only ones that would stand against the inversion would be the the people of Christ, the people of Jesus. The children of the Most High God would be the only people that would naturally not stand against it in a political way. All the things they want to do are opposite of my chemistry, my my wiring, my orientation to the world. Right? My orientation is, you know, it's God's. And I'm here. And the best I can do is to be not get in the way of God reaching to people to to to, to help them. And uh, it's uh, there is a natural antipathy because I I I believe in the edict of Matthew eighteen six, do not hurt the children, do not sacrifice them to Moloch, which is what it is. Please don't sacrifice them to Moloch, and don't get the temple prostitutes going because all that is is pedophile sex. Uh, please. Don't do those things. Don't bring that into the churches. But folks, they already have brought it into the churches. And I explained this back in the days of, you know, where I went and checked out all the churches. And I can tell you, they all failed. They all they all were rampant with pedophiles, all of it. And they all were like, you know, obsessed with the kids that were in the youth groups and wanting to violate them. And it's like, it's, it's like across the board, 
in Los Angeles. That's what they were into. That was their deep, dark secret. They said, how dare you, you know, say anything? I'm like, say anything? You should be stomping their guts out. But they would say, what, stomping my own guts out? We're all the same. Well, you know what's wrong. So, in Christianity, Jesus is... Uh, well, I don't want to say our model, but he's like, we are on this path of becoming Christ. And it's a, it's a thing that we are becoming. And in so doing, we stand against automatically everything that Satan wants to do. And it is Satan. I mean, let's not call it anything else. That's what it is. Anytime you see inversion, 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 Satan, Satan, Satan. Right? Inversion of God's will, inversion of God's laws, inversion of God's ways, inversion of the Bible, inversion of, of, of uh, decent laws. You'll let the criminals go and punish the uh, good Samaritans. That's you know, completely backwards, but that is the devil. That is them. And they believe they, it says in 1 John, when they kill you, folks, they believe they'll be doing God's service. That's what it says. When they kill you, they believe they'll be doing God's service. And the other thing John goes into is like, despite all that, of course, love each other. And don't sin. <laughs> How about another? Espresso? Yeah. Anyway, you understand, it's very, uh, well, it's very upsetting to, to see a world with such great potential. To see kids playing. I remember we went up to, uh, the Devil's Tower, of all things. One of the most wholesome places on earth, by the way. And it was during the pandemic, and in New Mexico they were telling us to go home, and they had billboards up, and it was just, you know, ridiculous. So we get up to, I believe that's in Wyoming, you know, above Colorado. And we go there, and it's the most idyllic, beautiful air, just beautiful uh, windy uh, conditions, and you know, and, and uh, you know, nice big park to uh, set your camp up, and lots and lots of people, lots of kids playing. And these kids reminded me. I said, "Am I seeing the kids that I had seen? Uh, you know, when I was a kid, they were wearing you know cut off jeans and t shirts and playing on the various things for kids and playing." softball and baseball and, and, you know, running around and trying to get permission to, to ride the mini bikes. And, and uh, oh, I, I really do believe that, you know, I was seeing like, almost like, not a Norman Rockwell painting, but it was like the kids were playing, the dogs were barking and they were, you know, they, everything looked just so suffused with color because the, the light was just so intense. And uh, the air was so perfect and so beautiful and so dry, dry, warm but dry. 
and um, and they were they were lining up for ice cream. I remember and getting these big double cones. We got a cone. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember. And I was like, "What? What have we stumbled on here, Trish? You know, this is uh, wow. We had to park on the grass. Actually, we didn't get a pad, but we yeah, we're, we were fine with that. And um, eventually, we drove up the Devil's Tower to check out you know, how far you could go before you had to hike, and you know, just check it out. And then we went on to uh, another town that was very similar to that called Keystone in South Dakota, you know, after I think we went to, uh, where's the bike rally, uh, Sturgis. So we went through Sturgis and they had all the billboards up for the bike rally coming up and, and then we went down to uh, Keystone. The entire city, you know, it's not that big. It's just like, like you drive into a big open main street that just houses businesses, but all those businesses are catering to tourists, you know, T-shirts and this and that. I kid you not, they all were like, had Trump, Trump had just been there with the governor, Christy Noem, and I think they had a 4th of July with fireworks and the jets flying over and, you know, all that stuff, and they had like, you know, you know Trump flags in t-shirts and whatnot, Every, the entire town, it seemed, had them. In fact, they had kiosks that all said everything Trump, and, you know, you know anything you wanted they had it. So we were hearing the rest of the country complaining and going crazy and awful. And, and then we see this. Uh, and, you know, and then, of course, I realized that uh, Trump had given a speech there a few days earlier. We never saw him. But we did see the town people kind of embrace the whole speech and the whole uh, Christy Dome welcoming him and the two of them seemed to get, get along really well, and people were happy. I think he... he uh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I've got to. I yeah, I you know I uh, got to get ready to uh, get moving here. But um, no, thank you for indulging me. I was just no, I was just daydreaming here, just about back in that time and, and seeing that Americana and then seeing Sturgis, the main drag, you know, same people. I mean, these were, the, but these were the older bikers drinking all their beer. And I suppose now the beer is what, Coors Light, right? Not Bud Light, but Coors Light, right? I don't know. I don't know the brands. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, I, I do like, but I do like Coors Light though when I have it. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. I, I don't like, um, you know, I don't like, you know, living with a time clock on me and then dying. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like the curse of time and space necessarily when it leads to basically everything dying and then being, you know, I don't mind rebirth. 
you know, but this idea of everything, you know, I, I like I like to think that when you're alive in Christ, you know, you're you're eternal. But whatever it is, it is what it is. And, you know, God made it that way, and we, we make the best of it. I Now, having said that, I've had some of the best times I've had in terms of feeling good, you know, feeling free. I've had some of the best times feeling free in my older age uh, bracket, you know, in my late 60s, in going into 70s. I feel much more free in the sense that I laugh, not looking over my shoulder, not, you know, or I'm on there on Twitter, I say something and 50 people get offended or whatever. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's just, wow, it's a real freedom, a real freedom that Jesus has given me. But he's, I feel that he's fashioning me into a different kind of creature here. I'm not sure what exactly he's going to do with me because... I'm kind of a weird egg. I mean, I've got all these different things going on, and you know, and I don't know that uh, you know the main thing is to make a go of what's going on and and be successful and to uh, you know tarry forth. But I feel like he's still turning me into something else, and I don't know what that's going to be. But it's you know, I think he wants to use me as a it's like a, a like a a beam or something from him, like a, some you know, kind of like pass the beam out there, you know, because he knows that whatever it is, I'll say it, right? <laughs> I'll say it, I'll do it, right? So he's, I think he's going to people that he knows will just go ahead and do it. No, have no filter that will just go ahead and do it, you know. And I think what he wants to do, just a guess, it's a guess, Lord. Just a guess. I think what he wants is he wants, you know, he wants the whole prophetic thing to get ginned up again. You know, where he gives a, a word to somebody and the word actually gets exercised and it becomes a, a valid thing that, that bolsters the faith of many. You know what I mean? I think he's getting ready to do something like that. Well, we've had such a dry season here. We've had no prophecy we have barely, you know, we started doing communions here. We've got to revive the communion again. Anything you can do to stay connected, you know, Bible, communion, talking is great, like going and getting a coffee and talking about the book of Revelation and what do you think is going to happen and where do you think we are in the timeline. All that is just super positive. And all of that has to be being done. You know, that intense interest we have in times and dates and places and how long, Lord, will the Antichrist you know, rain, and this is three and a half years, and what, you know, you know, how long? And I'll give you the date, I have. 2028. All the stuff you see today, gone. Are we gone too? We could be. I don't know about that, see? I mean, I, was the Lord going to bring me more into the, into the know here? I think he might. But if he does that, I have to be very, it's got to be all about that, you know. And and are, are there people that are, you know, that need prophetic healing? You know what prophetic healing is?
It's like sometimes it's nonlinear in the sense that you're listening to something, maybe even this show, and let's say you were going to kill yourself, but now you're not, or you had some illness happening and now you don't, or so, you know something like there was an intervention somewhere, you don't know where it was, but it, you had a prophetic healing, but you're not quite, you know, there wasn't a sharing of prophecy with you necessarily. Then another type of prophetic healing is, um, well, then later you realize you were all part of it, you know, is when, you know, the a person who is acting as the healer is able to see into you what's what's wrong in the spirit, and that you know, and, and prophesy, and also pray in the spirit, and then you're healed. No, not just confronting you and saying, "You need to change your ways, boy." Oh, you're heading for the wall. I mean, there's a million things I should change my ways on, and the only way I get through it is through the through the grace of God, through the healing power of God, because I've trashed myself in every which way you could. Oh, I always have the excuse, the world's just so heavy, I can't handle it. I need some outlet. Yeah, there's always a, a reason to try to take a load off. <laughs> you know? Especially now the load is pushing us into the ground. Um, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just... So I never really felt like I was much of a candidate. I, I see much better men out there. But anyway, um, let's see what he does. He just doesn't have... See, with me, it's like... I think what God delights in with me is my, maybe I used to be even more wild. It was the wildness of me. The fact I just say whatever. I mean, I was blurting this stuff out. I mean, imagine 2002, 2003, blathering it out. Just like like a fountain. (laughs) And uh, nobody could believe it. This one guy... He gave me a you know a certificate to show that I was mentally sound because he says, Zeph, you're going to need this if you show up to court if they drag you into court you know and they were planning on dragging me in to the loony bin in, in 2002, so he gave me this thing that said I had a sound mind you know he said give, give that to the judge. Seriously, it did go there. Oh, well, you know, the, it's, well, who was judging? You know, the liberal progressive psychiatrists, the, uh, you know, the counselors, the uh, society itself. You guys remember Agnes of God, the play? It was actually a movie at one point. And uh, was Julia Roberts in it? I forget, sorry. Don't hold me to anything on that one. I was a fan of the play. I'd seen the play. It was a very powerful play, by the way. It just all went to this stuff. It all went to this. Was it Jane Fonda in there? Was that who it was? I can't remember. Oh, who was it? Who was it? Jane Steenbergen? Or, I forget all these people. You know, they've, they're so old now. Um... But anyway, it was just about this woman that you know had visions and had prophecies and had 
you know, God had anointed her. And they just, and they basically, you know, psychiatrist and the, the church itself got together with a shrink to, to basically break her. To break her of all that. And I've seen it over and over again with uh, with our people. Of, you know, they call us insane. And that one guy, I don't know what you think of him. He was kind of a little wishy-washy. I'm sure he's long since dead now. And he called himself Elijah the Tishbite. Do you, any of you old-timers remember that guy? I had him on the show a couple times. Frank, you'll remember that. <laughs> that was a trip, huh? And, you know, he wasn't completely... I mean, you know, anyone calling themselves Elijah the Tishbite, I mean, you're going to probably take pause with it. But anyway, he was he was one of the Elijahs. You know, there's like a wave of Elijahs uh, back. I'd say mm, 2004, there was a wave of Elijahs right toward the end of the Prophecy Wars, which was in 2003. Okay, so, and then he shows up and, but when I'm talking to him, I'm, you know, he's telling me that they want to put him in a mental hospital, that they had arrested him in, you know, when he was trying to travel to China or somewhere. And he was, you know, they were inviting him, you know, churches were inviting him around the world and paying for his airfare. They just, they just thought this is really Elijah that God had sent and we could just have a touch. Now, my assessment of it was, that this is a uh, a man that is 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 is, is quite. Um, uh, I, I I couldn't tell you whether he was insane or not, but I can tell you that he had some, you know, some weird habits and strange things that you know would 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 qualify him more for a sinner, you know, than you know he wasn't perfect. But then again. Was Elijah perfect? You know, was Elijah was a man. You know, so men are not perfect. So I can't really judge him there. I really don't know. But he would prophesy and he would say a lot of good things and you know just talk about the world. But the things he would write about and he he talked about the pedophilia. He talked about the child trafficking, slavery. He talked about the new world order. He talked about all that stuff exhaustively. He put out a little letter, you know, and, you know, and, and on the basis of that, those writings and those observations, they wanted to round him up. What they wanted to do was, because he was somewhat of an influencer, they wanted to break him. They wanted to break him. They wanted him to disavow that stuff and, and you know, cut his beard off and his hair and go with the world and tell people, you know, the truth. About, yeah, there's no, he'd probably tell you if he was around pizza, oh, there's no pizza gate, there's no, you know, there's no, uh, you know, secret tunnel in the White House for kids, there's no, they're not harvesting a dreaded, you know, you know, Hillary's fine, and there's no cloning going on, and, you know, you'll get, get reality back away from these crazy people. And then, and then they announced a week later, oh, sorry, that was true. And then the people out there are gaslit, they go, you said that was crazy talk. Now you're saying we promote it. Which is it? And then they're silent. As you've just been gaslit. You've just been gaslit. You have just been gaslit. And the whole point of it is, 
Once they reveal enough of it, you can't handle the truth. You can't handle how bad it is. I told you the end result is, you know, ultimately, you know, they deliver the the innocent, the blood of innocents, into the mouth of Moloch. Right? Into the mouth. Moloch eats the children. So they eat the children in imitation of their God. Into the mouth of madness, into the mouth of beings that want to just simply eat children. That's it. Oh, that's crazy. He thinks it. You know, he thinks that Hillary and I, we, we smell like sulfur. Ain't that a damn shit? Is that a damn thing? Obama says. It's like knowing full well what all the abominations are of Obama. And he asked, like, can you believe that, folks? He thinks we smell like sulfur. Isn't that, isn't that something? You know, talking is like, you know, black voice, like, you know, down with the struggle kind of voice. It's all bullshit. All a big hypocrite. Anyway, what their new world order looks like, folks, I can tell you. It looks like this. No people. There is no new world order. They will never achieve it. They never have... They have never intended to achieve a new world order, ever. It was always going to be about trading in the humans for their, for their space ride. That, it was always going to be that. It was always that, that the aliens would finally let them in. And they'd be, you know, home free that as immortal creatures. And that's really what they thought. And that's really how they think. You know, they keep, they keep you know, saying they want a group of people, a group of slaves, but ultimately they don't want any human consciousness. They don't want humans to procreate inside the womb. They don't want humans to have genitalia. They don't want any of it. It's just turning them into an NPC, a crowd of NPCs, meaningless, stupid, and dead, basically. Dead, I tell you, dead. So that's why when you say Larry Fink, oh, applause for the guy that's going to cut your fucking head off. Are you kidding? Or Bill Gates. Or the head of Pfizer. Or Macron. Or Justin Trudeau. Or whoever the clown show is going on in Australia, New Zealand. All of these people. Just charging, like, you know, Indiana Jones had a lot more truth in that story than people realized. It's one big Indiana Jones adventure to get control of the, you know, you know, changing to another metaphor, Lord of the Rings, to the precious, to get the precious, to rule the world. And to do that, we must kill every last man, woman, and child upon the earth. And we must make it look like it was natural causes. And we must appear like angels of light that we would help them. <laughs> yes, we will help them. 
We will help them, folks. We will help them. We will help them. We'll help them. We'll help them. We'll help them. We will help them. We're going to help them. We're going to help them. And they don't even know what it's like. They have to kill to the last man, including themselves. (laughs) Because they must be. They must kill the last man, Adam. And the only way they can kill Adam is to kill the last man of, of, of a perfect genetic nature. And the only way they can do that is to have that man, that new Noah man, that Noah man has to be there for the final sacrifice. And when that final sacrifice comes, there will be no more DNA, no more human genome. It will be over. And they will have won. And the New World Order isn't humans. It's digital. It's make-believe. It's, I, uh, to put one back on the, uh, the whole trans culture, it's binary. It's binary. Ones and zeros. Positive and negative. Electricity. Electricity will never be reality. Electricity is a created reality, but it's not real in the sense of God is. Since God is, is real. In God's world, you can take positive or negative charge. Put them together, and all there will be is peace and harmony. In this world, you try something like that, put the positive or negative together, take your long screwdriver and put it across your battery pack, you will blow your battery up and yourself as the Teslas blow up here and there with weird weather because there's moisture that gets into the different polarity. There is no polarity. There is no collision of opposites. That's why I say quantum computing is an idiot, not what Elon Musk says. What Elon Musk says is incorrect. He thinks that AI is getting smarter and smarter. It's only getting faster and faster between the ones and the zeros, but it's not getting smarter. That would mean expanding. It can't expand. We're in a closed system. (laughs) There is no expansion possible, Mr. Musk. As you well know, and you all day long, every day, you tried to think of a way to get through it, but you can't because God beat you. He beat everybody. When he put that cherub there, He meant business. He meant business. And that means you obey. Whether you want to or not, you will obey. God will not abrogate any of his laws of physics or anything for these destroyers. And I am sure he will find his own way, just like Noah, of preserving his own you know, in some way, shape, fashion, or form, he may just haul us out of here. And the reason is, is because we're not meant for the wrath that I read you the other day in the book of Revelation. That's, that's not meant for us. We're not meant to be here and go under wrath. Wrath is when he gets the other side to start lobbing nukes on us. We're not meant for that. We didn't do anything against God. We're trying to expand God. We're doing everything we can do to enhance 
But we now know from Scripture that they will not be sorry even if they lose everything and everyone. And still, they won't repent, folks. This idea of expanding the awakening is not happening. The concept of the awakening is bogus. There is no awakening. The only awakening possible is among God's people, you know, remembering who they are. I suppose that would be the awakening. But there is no great awakening. You know, the, the, the great reset is simply killing. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Just kill, kill, kill. Kill, kill, kill. So what do we do now that they pick, they, we're all the losers, they're the winners? Well, a lot of people they're choosing as evil, you know, white people, will die because they're being persecuted by uh, people that are racist, who make skin color a racial thing. The white people probably, in the main, don't too much, but it doesn't matter, they're targeted. So the, God's pulling them back you know, home. That they're dying as martyrs. They didn't do anything. They had the wrong color of skin. They were, you know, they believed in the Lord. They um, believed in their country, and then their country was conquered by pedophiles. By I'm sorry, by child murderers. I'm sorry, by cannibals. I'm sorry, by um, people that want to degrade anyone they can with a little bit of power. Oh, they would love a thing like this. They, you know, strip one of theirs down, and they, you know, they start laughing at him for being obese or having a small dick or something like that. Then they hand him the gun to blow his brains out, all in the barber's chair, strapped down. They keep teasing him until he finally pulls the trigger. They put it all on, on video, and then they sit around jerking off to it. Oh, really? People really do that? They not only do it with that; they do it with airplanes. When the airplane's going down, they get off of watching the panic on people's faces. They don't have sex anymore. They don't, they don't need to go any further than masturbation, really. It, it gets down to, if I don't see blood, I can't get off. If I don't see blood, I can't, if I don't see torture, I can't get off. It finally gets to that point of, of ruination, that a, a soul is completely degraded and ruined. Someone that gets into that position is not really redeemable. I mean, maybe if God brought a miracle, but in the main, they're going to die and be forgotten and never be resurrected again and never be a part of the uh, anybody's genome because people that behave that way will leave you in the lurch when you need help. People that behave that way only think of themselves. You know, my orgasm, my bank account, my this, my that. It's just, there's no room for anyone else. This is the most selfish world that has ever been. And the world will pay the price. What do you say? Well, Biden looks like he's winning. No, God is empowering Biden to beat the fucking shit out of the disobedient to God, of God's own people. It's the judgment's beginning in the house of the Lord. So the persecution of Christians is what God is doing. Don't look at Biden and go, oh, Biden made this up by himself or his people running him like a puppet. He's you know, senile, whatever. 
No, that's not it. If they're doing these evil things and it's turning Christians into martyrs, that's God's work, not Biden's. Where's our hallelujah? Where's our hallelujah? He just went back to the Lord. They killed him. The Muslims killed him. He just went back to the Lord. The state killed him. They just went back. He, would, he was thrown in prison for not even being at the Capitol building, and, and he was thrown in prison simply because he's a Christian. And he'll go there for 25 years doing service as a martyr because God is calling on the martyr. Who are the martyrs? The strongest, the best. The best people in society would be the martyrs because they have the strength to withstand it, they have the faith to stand up against it, to not lose their mind. It does no good to be persecuted as a martyr and then lose your marbles. That, that goes against God's plan. That's not the idea. The idea is for you to be strengthened, to become more clear, more sharp. But when they say, what's God doing today, Joe? And Joe says, this is what God is doing today. I've been in deep prayer all morning, and this is what I see. Yeah, tell me more. Hence, the gospel spreads. Now, it's everything about God seems backwards from this way, but God's the original forwards. We are backwards, but don't fall into that. You are not backwards. Christ stands you up, and you're standing straight up. Plus is plus, minus is minus, light is light, dark is dark. Up is up, down is down. Right? Where's your ball? Where's the ball? Where's the ball? I need that ball. What did you do with all the balls we got here? Huh? No, you're going to have a... I think it's up on the hill. The ball. Okay. Uh, I've just... I've, I've, okay, that was the spirit. Okay. That's it for the day. But yeah, a lot of that is God's doing, you know, um, creating, you know, in the business of creating martyrs. Those, uh, uh, one thing that impressed me about Trump was he said he would uh, pardon, you know, unless they were an agitator. Most everybody that was innocently thrown in jail by these thugs, by these, you know, people that, you know, basically it's the communist pedophile army. And the reason I say pedophile is because they're coming out of the woodwork with evidence, with with you know, p- promoting pornography in schools and stuff like uh, Chelsea Clinton. That's 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 she stands for the Democrat Party. So it's kind of out in the open. It's not like anyone's reaching or guessing anymore. And people used to get in trouble for saying anything like that, but it's always been true. Ricky Gervais, you know, a couple of years ago at the Academy Awards, just accused them all of being pedos, perverts. 
And they all accepted it. You didn't hear any of them. You didn't hear like Cheryl, you know, Meryl Streep rebutting it, right? Or Tom Hanks. You didn't hear, you know, Steven Spielberg say, oh, no, we don't do things like that. You never heard any of it. They're all caught up in something that's so terribly shameful, but you got to realize they have no conscience. The conscience gone. If you can do things to children like that, you have no conscience. So when you have your own children, and then you have psychopaths like, uh, you know, uh, Charlize Theron threatening on uh, fucking you up. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do about it? You know, I mean, <laughs> you, I guess maybe your separate army. Who knows? But, you know, people that are, you know, mad at LGBTQ, it's like, no, they're not mad at LGBTQ, the, 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 but, you know, notice how she had transitioned her kid real early and all that. She's, you say anything about it, I'll kill you. I'll get up in your face, I'll kill you. And if she did kill anyone, she'd get away with it. But the point is, is that that kind of threat, that kind of arrogance, is that's what you're talking about, you, the nature of your celebtar, that, that if there's any proof, she's like the poster child of a celebrities that hate their audiences, hate their fans to, to, to the death. To the death, baby, she hates her fans. And that's, that's the way they all are. Whenever you see that velvet rope, folks, that's called hatred. That velvet rope is pure hatred. It means I'm better than you. You're scum. You stay down here and play pool and drink beer like an idiot. You know, puke on yourself. I'm going up with the beautiful people and I'm ascending up the stairs to the real party on this film wrap. And that's how, that's like, I'm naming how several films I've, parties I've been to where there was a film wrap and then the, the, the guys that make it happen that do all the work, they're downstairs. The guys that don't do shit, they just have connections, they're upstairs, hobnobbing with the uh, celebtards. Why do I call them celebtards? Well, celebrities. The, the better people. The top people. And, you know, they also attract a great deal of the financial people. The people that are just better than everybody because they got more money than everybody. So you blend the two together and you've got, you know, fantastic people. And now, of course, the big race of the, uh, the trans women, the big race. When did you start trans? I'm putting it in my wiki. My wiki, I, I started transitioning at seven. How you like that? I beat you. So now they're in this, not just a mad dash for fame, because they saw what happened to Dylan Mulvaney. It's all about fame. I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually comes out and says, well, I never really had surgery. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, denounces it. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that he, he just wanted to be famous. You know, that was really it. And now a bunch of DJs, like all the DJs, are now you know, um, uh, you know, identify as trans women. All of them. <laughs> because you see, they've chosen that you know masculinity is not is evil, so you don't want to be like them. So they're leading the way to influence everybody to put a dress on, and it's uh, it's sad. It's just really sad. 
And so they are blaming God and blaming, you know, cisgender people. They call them cisgender. In other words, I heard one woman the other day, she called, she goes, cisgender are such morons, man. You know, so in other words, the word cisgender means moron. It means idiot. It means fool. Cisgender is more. Nobody wants to be a cisgender. And that's a derogatory term. It means idiot, fool, boomer, dumbass, fuckwit, whatever, whatever kind of language you want to use. It means loser. So everybody's dressing up as women now, and then the poor women. Uh, are like, well, what do I get to do to be a woman? Well, you're now a second-class citizen woman. First class is the trans women. You're number two now. You've been displaced. But look, you're still promoting it because you're liberal. Because that's, is that liberal? Promoting, well, what, what's, what's next? Uh, well, next is dismemberment. But we don't want to spring it on them yet. Dismemberment, huh? All right, so I'm told the next is dismemberment. Yeah. What do you mean by dismemberment? You know, being, you know, even being crippled. You know, missing a foot or hand or leg. Or wow. So that comes next. Uh, you know, disfigured in some way. Maybe one eye poked out and one eye working, you know. Just, uh, singed by fire. Wow. And what comes after that? Well, I don't think you want to know what comes after that. What do you mean? Like open fires on sidewalks. No food on Skid Row. Open spit barbecue of human parts being gorged on by everyone who's become a cannibal in response to the WEF who are gods. Gods so high above everything, so far above everyone in terms of power, nobody can even raise an eyebrow, let alone live. Is he going to be all right when we're gone? Oh, he's going to miss us. We're going to miss him. We'll be back then. They won't... You know, don't even think about Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and all that. You can't get there. You can't touch them. They all have armies and protection. and then They're never going to see justice. They're never going to see anything. Yes, but one thing you don't really bargain on they have a consciousness, an inner and an outer. God, God can deal with them. Maybe not you, but God can and God will deal with those people. And guess what? You're going to have to look up in order to see the recompense of the wicked. But you will see it, and God demands that you look at it, that you enjoy it, because, you know, he knows that you need it. He knows that you need a fair shake. 
He knows you've been treated unfairly. He knows the whole Job thing is unfair. He knows it's not fair that you've toiled and struggled and all you get at the end is just, you know, kicking the teeth for having even showed up. He knows that's all wrong. That's all the opposite of the way it should be. He knows that. But it's his timing, his schedule, his bat, his ball, his game, his simulacra, his his thing. So, another wild day of preaching today. She's, I don't mean to be a preacher. I'm not really a preacher. I'm, if I were a preacher, I should be in a church somewhere and preach. Funny, I don't think they're going to be calling me up anytime soon. I've always been, you know, too much. All right, we're about to go. Ben's is swinging this rope around. Ben, don't put that. Don't, Ben's. <laughs> Ben's. Don't swing that rope in my face, Ben. Please. All right. You know, it may be a while before another pod, so, you know, uh, get this around. It's going to be on, uh, well, I haven't even announced everything, but, I mean, we gave away some books. Ow! Hey! That, that, or the, the, that. He's, he'll growl at you if you try to take it. Okay, so bottom line is, um, did we give away enough books here? Um, I have to announce to Shinobi that your message, your address didn't come through. I think I got everybody else. There was uh, Shinobi. Shinobi. So it's like like that. Try it's again, like a, uh, sending me your like an address. African chant, Shinobi. And then also, uh, there was a woman who left a message, I think, with her email in the chat a couple mm. days late. I saw it a couple days later, but um, I put an email to her, but I haven't re- got a response. Because we need the books at Frightmare. But we did get, you know, the ones out that um, that were first up. We still have a few more left. Well, if but you missed it, you can you can always go to Frightmare if you're anywhere near Dallas, and you can show up there, and I'll sign your book for you and your a DVD or T-shirt or whatever you want. But we're uh, this is a limited run on everything. We even have Barada coins. That's, so the the big demon monster in in uh, I don't want to ruin the story, <laughs> but you know in the Quantum Devil. Is Barada, who's like not, he's not Boys Satan, by but he, Robert England. Right, Robert England. You know, remember Freddie, you know, the Freddie guy. The famous Robert England is the, is the voice of Barada. Of so we have um, a commemorative coin that's a collectible that we'll be selling. Um, I don't know what it's going to sell for, but it's a, it's a, uh, it's a cool coin. It's just think of it like the John Wick coin, you know, and like John Wick has a certain coin. This is like a coin for a crazed house and crazed house is involved in a quantum quartet of films. So the third one is going to be, it's called never ever after. And it's a bigger, you know, another, you know, step up budget and uh, talent wise, you know, to um, a couple of a listers. 
Uh, and um, <clears throat> no, I'm, no, I know if they listen to this podcast, I, they may not show up at all. <laughs> well, you know, actors are scared, you know, even the top ones, they're scared of being canceled and, you know, guilt by association and... So they have to, you know, behave kind of like cowards and, you know, by, you know, shunning those things where people are too wild. And, you know, if, I guess if I could just turn all this up, I've been trying to save the, 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 the country and, 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 and people. You know, I mean, that's what I've been trying to do, save them by pointing out that their, their way is, you know, that, that the train is going to run into the mountain. And there is no way when you start, you know, killing kids and and doing, you know, human uh, slavery and and uh, you know trafficking of children and and, uh, and and all that as the Biden administration does, it's the end of the road. I mean, that that just doesn't. But I but I know they're all addicted to it. They're all addicted to kids, and they, you know, adopting. Think about this: adopting a child or foster home child with those people. Is you're getting cornholioed, man. You're gonna you're gonna get it up the butt. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. And if you complain about it, they'll ruin your life. That's all I've been trying to do is is correct that in our society. I've been trying to uh, to stop with that because you know it's it's. Well, you know, it ruined my life. I had no life at all because of that, because I was trying to warn people about it, and I became kind of a young Goodman Brown. Next thing you know, I'm the outcast. I'm like, how am I the outcast? What did I do? I'm trying to say these people are assaulting people and hurting people, and you're supposed to keep your mouth shut. Uh, well, no one told me that. Nobody told me that. Okay.